0: Hey guys, welcome back to Don't Take My Word For It. My name is Vasti. This podcast comes out every Thursday when an active season is ongoing and um, the episodes come out in English and in Spanish as I have the ability to do them. Sometimes I may not have the ability to do the Spanish, but... um, Most of the time, I will try to do both languages for your listening preference. And the focus of the podcast is Bible study. We do not emphasize that enough. I have not heard it often, and it is a big deal. uh, Something that God has been working in my life, uh, in the last two years of my life, to really work on this. Um... Listening to an expert or somebody else tell you what the Word of God says is not enough. Reading is not always enough, even though the Word of God is live and fruitful. And um, it can certainly have an effect on you. But studying is so important. And rarely do we do it and so this podcast is to motivate us to do better in that arena i will give you tools i will give you examples i will walk through different types of verses and how you can study them by giving you the example of what i did um and others are just simply lessons that i have learned and so i'm glad you're back let's go let's get to it hey everyone and welcome back um today's episode is going to center on the basics of Bible study. Uh, I am constantly thinking of what are things that are helpful and that will stay within the premise of what this podcast is. And I have had a little bit of a difficult time for a while because I, I didn't know exactly what I was doing. I was just trying my best and using different tools. But I wasn't really following a specific format until I found two authors with a very similar foundation for how they do Bible study, two different approaches when it comes to the details and, you know, different learning styles and ways of doing things are better for different people. Today, I'm going to focus on one of those uh, person's ways of tackling Bible study uh, and that person is Tony Evans and I'm going to have the book that I use but I think there's a lot more uh, resource material where he is concerned that is helpful um, because I think that just giving you the example and walking you through it it is of course helpful to get you going but I think we need to talk about the basics. So first of all let's talk about why It's important to know basics of Bible study and to even do Bible study um, because some people just like reading the word or listening to somebody talk and I've said it before and I will continue saying it. What somebody else says about the word of God because they've studied it is not enough for you. If you really want to walk as Jesus would and be the best Christian you can be to serve the Lord, that's not enough. Um... And we struggle with that for multiple multiple reasons. But the main reason is something that is stated in 2 Timothy 2.15. It says, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, accurately handling the word of truth. And there were two occasions I can distinctly remember that... God really used to convict me about the fact that I didn't know anything about the Word of God. I mean, I knew things because I heard other people talk about them, but not because I had studied it. Um, one of the things that happened to me is that uh, many years ago, I was in a romantic relationship with an unbeliever. Things didn't start that way, but they certainly ended that way. And point of it is that this person always posed a lot of really good questions and it's part of uh, the growth that you can have from something that didn't really quite turn out the way you thought it would but it was still helpful for your personal growth. This person would post a lot of apologetics type questions. Why people in many ancient civilizations always have some form of a god figure and that they worship and that they look to the stars and he was just posing a lot of weird questions that were never a thing for me because i was always very sure in what i believed in which you know is a good place to be at if you really know why (laughs) Uh, my problem was i realized a few years later because of an emotional response that i gave that day is I felt attacked, first of all, which reveals a lot about myself and my maturity level. And secondly, I reacted emotionally to it because I didn't really have an academic good way of answering. Um, The second thing that, um, that I can remember that really showed me you believe in god you claim for him to be your king but you don't know anything about him because you don't study his word was um when we met when i say we i mean me and my now husband we were going to meet the officiant for our wedding uh, which was a friend of my husband's for a while um and he was gonna do some simple you know get to know us sort of thing Uh, since he was going to officiate our wedding and we didn't do really counseling or anything like that, which I, I think people should do. We just didn't do it because we were older and we didn't even think of it. But anyway, the point is that he, one of the questions he asked was very simple. He just said, what is your favorite verse? Because he was trying to get to know me and I said I was Christian and I felt like garbage, you guys, because I could remember things that I had learned in childhood verses I had memorized, but none of them were my favorite verses. First, because I had never really set to study them or think about them or meditate them. But secondly, I realized that I didn't really have one that felt special enough because I had studied it to call it my favorite verse. And so I could think of the basic ones you see in necklaces and You know, car stickers. Um, And so I just said, there are so many. And the internal (laughs) embarrassment and shame later on when I thought, how could I not at least have a favorite verse? And the answer was simple because I wasn't studying the word of God. I wasn't even going to church at that time. I mean, I would go, you know maybe six times a year. Um, so yeah, I how was I going to have a favorite verse if I didn't even read, I wasn't even reading, let alone studying the word of God. So this really showed to me that I didn't mean what I was saying. When I called God my king, I didn't really mean it because I wasn't looking about his kingdom. I wasn't studying anything. And it took about two years, two, three years for that to work in me. I started looking for more. And that's how I got to this. Uh, eventually, um, health issues kind of pushed it over the, <laughs> over the limit. So I'm not here because I'm super godly. I'm here because I had a need. Because I got sick, guys. So it doesn't matter what the reason is. Whether it's shame. Whether it's something that happened to you. God uses all of those things to bring us close to him. And so that's why I'm here. And that's why it's important to know the basics of Bible study. Now that we've talked about the importance and how I got to where this came out to be a thing. um, Where did I get this information? The most... Important source I want to share with you is a book by Dr. Tony Evans. It's called The Power of Preaching, Crafting a Creative Expository Sermon. Um, Since I'm interested in teaching in some time in the future when I'm more prepared, um, and at times if I feel the Lord calling me to, then I will preach and I don't know what that looks like. But the point is, this is the book, Power of Preaching, by Dr. Tony Evans. Uh, this is certainly not the only place where he talks about this and I have to be a little bit careful about how I talk about what is in the book because it is his material and not mine and I do not want to plagiarize his work but I do want to share helpful things and then point you toward his material so that you can know more. Um, he also has a website that I highly recommend for anyone trying to go deeper into Learning how to study the word of God. It is called the TETC. And it stands for Tony Evans uh, Training... Wait, what is it? Tony Evans Training... Something. Uh, Why can't I remember the name? Uh, Anyway, if you put the letters in, uh, it will pull up for you just put tony evans training center that's what it is tony evans training center and they have uh courses that you can take that will lead you through a lot of stuff and they're free um there are more course courses that are a little bit more complex that require a monthly subscription but you don't have to do it anyway there's that and So what is the basics of Bible study? I'm going to add a few things as a preamble. Things that I think are important before you even think about studying the Word of God. One is prayer, which seems obvious, but I think sometimes we forget and we just go straight into reading something and then we're not being guided. So prayer, it doesn't have to be a long one, just a prayer Because it's critical to engage the presence of the Holy Spirit when we're going to try to do these things. Because many things we won't understand. So that's one. And then two is try to have an ongoing uninterrupted time when you do this. I don't know how long you want to take out for this. But if you're actually going to study, you either need multiple days a week where you have a 30 minute window. Or you'll have one or two days that are a little bit longer. Um, and I know that can be tricky uh, for people that have children or that are, uh, live with multiple people and it can get noisy and distracting. How you figure out how to work that is completely up to you. Um, but I'm telling you that if you don't figure out how to be uninterrupted or in a way that works for you, depending on your attention abilities, uh, maybe you need some meditative background music to help you focus. Maybe silence is what you need. Maybe a retreated uh, room is what you need. Maybe it needs to be dark. Maybe it needs to be bright. I don't know what those things are. But figure that out for yourself because it is not going to work if you are not focused um this is hard work and it takes time and it can feel cumbersome at times because it doesn't feel natural for us you might not have the habit yet you're gonna get distracted there are many other things you could be doing so you're gonna have to create a space where you can do this um and the third thing super important Even before getting into basics of Bible study, your disposition. What is your disposition trying to get into this? Um, And we can talk about that later (laughs) because I don't think we think about this enough. Um, When I say disposition, I'm talking about what is your motive to study? Is it just to know more and feel like, oh, I know more than everybody else? Is it genuine curiosity? Is it just journeying to grow? I I find that as humans, there's always a little bit of everything in there, even if we don't like to think that we're doing this because we want to be the best or know all the things. Um... And that's okay, as long as we're honest when we're praying and saying to God, look, I want to have the right motive. So you help me and change my heart, have the right motive, so that I can come here and learn something. Um, So your motivation is important. Your disposition, uh, in terms of, yeah, I'm going to read something, I'm probably going to learn something, it might not be something I like or uncomfortable with, or something might be uncovered that I don't like that God is trying to address in me. And the disposition has to be, I'm going to work on this, and I'm going to apply this in my life. And that might mean I have to change some things or accept something that God says is wrong, but I don't find is wrong, um, which is something I think we ignore at times, uh. It, it, learning and applying God's word is not, most of the time, I find comfortable. Um, and we have to be okay with that. So that's, those are the, the pre-preparation uh, things that I do or I find helpful um, to do before I even get into the basics of Bible study. As a summary for this first part concerning prep work, I called it prayer to engage in the presence of the Holy Spirit, ongoing uninterrupted time in a space that works for you to do the Bible study, and then your disposition and motivation. Tony Evans calls it a little bit different, but it's the same stuff. Pages 56 and 57 of his book talk about his true prerequisites. Number one, and I quote, the first prerequisite to understanding the bible is intimate communion with god through the holy spirit end quote the second prerequisite and i quote to understanding the bible has to do with our willingness to respond in obedience to what the spirit shows us end quote um so (laughs) with that in mind the bare bones of what the basics of bible study is one, observation, two, interpretation, three, application. So, observation, interpretation, application. We're going to go superficially above what all of these mean, and then there might be a separate podcast to talk a little bit deeper about interpretation, because that one can be... Uh, That's the one I'm still learning about, you know, and it wouldn't be fair to call this a comprehensive podcast about it uh, or episode about it. So I might have to add more as I continue to learn on the interpretation side. But let's let's head on with these three. All right, let's head into observation or the O from the OIA method Um, what is observation when you're doing observation in your Bible study you are doing a collection of data you are looking for patterns you are asking yourself questions about the text you're reading Um, there might be things that you don't understand You're going to write those down. There might be phrases that don't make sense to you. You're going to put a little mark on it, a circle, it, underline it, highlight it. You're going to connect words that are repeated often or vocabulary that seems a certain way. Or if, you know, one person said this in verse five and then the resolution of this is connected to verse 10, you're going to connect those things. Observation is tricky because even though it sounds like it's easy, um, what I've noticed that I do is I mingle interpretation in my observation and then I go into loopholes and miss out on other things I could have observed if I just focused on observing first. So I want to point that out because I think that it's very human, a very human thing to do. Uh, there are a few things that are helpful as far as observation goes. Uh, before you even jump into the interpretation and the first one is while you're doing your observation um, you might want to figure out what the genre of the book you're reading is Um, there are a few different genres number one is narrative. When I say narrative, I mean history or law or gospels. So it's basically a story is being told by someone to someone. Um, there's also prophetic, uh, poetic books, wisdom books, epistles, and apocalyptic books. Uh, prophetic books are older prophecies and things that had to come to pass Um, at that time they were future facing for us most of those are going to be past facing and completed poetic books are more artistic they use parallelism and comparison of ideas that are figurative or literary wisdom books are more applied and so the context has to change because it's a wisdom book epistles, which are basically letters addressed to a specific person or a group of persons. Um, And the language in it is directed to a specific culture, knowing that there was a culture in mind. Um, And then apocalyptic literature is similar to prophetic literature because it's about things that are going to happen in the future. Um slightly different because they are still considered prophetic because they have not come to pass Um, having that in mind is very important when you're doing your observation and especially when you're doing interpretation which is not where we are at yet but part of observation is knowing hey um, what type of book is this in in page 62, uh, well, first of all, let's go to uh, page 54 of the book I mentioned, Tony Evans, The Power of Preaching. He talks about another important thing to have when you're doing the observation and everything of this Bible study, is you should have a trustworthy contemporary version. He explains that he used the NASB, bible version for his personal study which is the new american standard bible but he talks about other and i quote solid contemporary versions which include the christian standard bible csb new international version niv english standard version esv and the new living translation nlt new king james version nkjv end of quote uh I have used the ESV, English Standard Version. I, I like that one quite a, a lot. The New King James Version I use often. The Bible I have is King James for English. Reina Valera for Spanish. Um, I uh, try to stay away from NIV. And I can't really give you an academic reason why. Other than I have observed that there are certain words and omissions that I have noticed that do exist and I have heard others talk about it but I don't know the research specifics as to why but I do want to hint that out that way for For the most part I don't think that there is a danger of using it it's still helpful to have the word of God and if that is the version that you have you should, you should use it do know that there are platforms online where you can compare different versions and that helps when you're trying to study um if you don't have a dictionary and that sort of thing. And when I say dictionary, I mean Bible dictionary. Um, we'll talk about some of those websites in a little bit. but So have a trustworthy version of the Bible. And he also talks in page 62 to 63 about five questions we should ask ourselves to help us actually stay in the observation part of the of the process, because we have to retrain ourselves to do observing. We 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 move too quickly, and we try to breeze over things, and we miss out on observations. Those questions are who, what, why, when, and where. I'm gonna go to the pages to uh, read how he talks about them. I'm gonna paraphrase here. For who he says main characters, who is the author? and to whom is the content written to what what is the action described or the conversation that is happening why are the actions presented or conversations connected when was it written and what activity when did this take place and where where did the event take place and what was the where was the original audience located um i I also find that it's helpful if you can find a chronological study Bible um because it can show you the order in which things happen because the bible the regular versions of the Bible are not all in order, and so it could get confusing if you're not sure what's going on and you haven't studied the word for a long time um that can certainly be helpful when. Asking yourself these questions. But if you don't have it, you can find them online. Um, So, chronological study Bible. Asking yourself those questions. Knowing what kind of book you're reading. All of those things are important. um, For the observation part of the process. Now we head into the interpretation part, which is... I need God's help to be able to put this in words and not overcomplicate things. Um, this is meant to be simple, guys. Yeah, it doesn't have to be complicated, but I do have to explain different ways in which it can help you do it. Um, interpretation is basically digging into what you already observed. Um. F- when you come to this section, you're going to need some tools to help you. Uh, because most of us don't know Greek or Hebrew. Uh, most of the New Testament is written in Greek and the Old in Hebrew. And I'm not going to learn the language to figure it out. And probably you aren't either. So you're going to need tools. Uh, you might need a Bible dictionary uh there are websites such as logos l o g o s or the blue letter bible which i use regularly uh that have a little bit of everything and it is free uh i so i highly suggest you use it if you don't have money to have a very big library i like having some things in my hands i'm not very digital uh i like underlining and highlighting and all that kind of stuff. So I have some of those things physically. Because I feel like it helps me. Uh, but you don't have to. And if you are strapped for money. I would advise you not to. Because these things come at a cost. And if you don't have space. Don't do that to yourself. These books. Some some are big. And you can find them online. So. Uh, do those things. Get those things wisely. <laughs> um they also suggest the use of bible commentaries I do have a little side note on this Um, and it is that I have noticed that sometimes I give a lot of weight to the bible commentary because I go to it first instead of doing the work myself of trying to figure out things Um, and this is going to be a process right I don't want to sound like I don't want to come off a certain way. Right. Um, Being an academic, scientific person, sometimes I overcomplicate things. But there is there is a truth to you having to go through the process of trying to interpret something yourself without being lazy and trying to just see what somebody else does, which I, I sometimes do. Because maybe you don't have a lot of time. The danger with that is that you might rely on what an expert or somebody else has figured out instead of you discovering that on your own and then only coming to the Bible commentary to clarify things. Um, So that's my little tidbit on that. Just be careful that you're not putting too much weight on the commentary and not enough on the word. Um, Let's talk a little bit about... What is interpretation? So interpretation is almost never a straight word translation of something. And let me give you an example. Um, Tony Evans uses the word lead or lead. L-E-A-D. If you read it, you might not know what it's talking about without context, right? You might think lead as in leadership. Let me guide you to where you need to go. Let me tell you how it's done. That type of lead Or it could be lead, the metal. Um, How do you know if you're purely doing translation? You don't. You have to interpret by means of context of what else is in the sentence, which means you have to look at what else is being referenced to figure out whether it's lead, the metal, or lead, guiding people. Same thing with the word fire. Um, This is just a personal example. I'm just trying to think of something. FIRE, you could think of an acronym perhaps for something that you know of and I don't. FIRE as in the element. FIRE as in a few years ago, you would use the word FIRE to say, oh, this is lit or this is cool or this is hip or whatever the word was when you were young and wild and free. (laughs) I don't know what the word is now. But FIRE or lit was one when I was in my 20s. Um, so the context of that changes or the, the meaning of it changes depending on the context of how it's used um, so I want you to think of that when you're trying to do interpretation because it's not just translating a word or finding definitions of words um, which brings me to context it is important To focus on what the original author is intending for its audience to understand. So important. That is our focus. Not what it means to me. Not what I think it applies to me at this moment. Not what this only verse by itself means. No. Before and after what is the author throughout the whole message trying to transmit to its original audience. This is what you're trying to figure out. In the interpretation phase um and as tony evans says and i quote you are in the dark until you interrupt the word in context or interpret the word in context and does reveal its meaning and for this you'll need the holy spirit so that's why we need to pray about things and you'll need tools and you might need to have a group setting or have someone you talk about this because it can seem kind of overwhelming It's meant to be simple, but it it can be a lot if you've never done something like this. And I understand that. But if you remember anything about interpretation is what is the original author intending to tell the original audience? And so what is the context in which he is saying those things? What kind of book is it? Remember, all of those things are super important. And also... um, with that context, often what that means is you you can't just focus on one verse and ignore what comes before and after because that's where heresy can begin. You can misinterpret or change what the verse is actually meaning to say because you didn't look at the whole thing. And that, that can happen to anybody. Um, it can certainly happen to me, and if it ever does and I notice, I will say it publicly here and apologize for it because I can make mistakes. Um But that is a thing to watch out for. So, observation, collecting data, asking yourself good questions, noticing patterns. uh, And then interpretation is you're digging in. You are trying to find out what the original author was intending for the original audience. A, application is the last part of the process. And... Technically, it is the most simple of all of the processes, because it's basically, you already did all the work, academic work. <laughs> now it's just a uh, a matter of disposition, which we talked about early on in this episode. The most important thing, other than tools and, you know, talking to the Holy Spirit and all of this stuff really is what was your motive to begin with and what is your willingness to do and apply what you learn and what the Holy Spirit convicts you through the word to do. Um, the application of these things, you will need the Holy Spirit for it. I've said it. Uh, you, You're going to need to do this prayer fully. And it may take more than one day uh, And don't get frustrated with that. Um, I've had passages for this podcast where I got stuck and I was not able to close it. And I don't like loose ends. And that frustrated me. But then God led me to a book that was showing me how to study things more efficiently. And so to ha- I had to put a pause. And this is a live example, guys. I had... The book of Acts 1, 2, and 12 already done in a method. Already pre-recorded here. And then I, I got these books. And this one I already had before I even recorded this. But the other one I did not. And it revealed some things that I was... Not including in videos. And I thought, well, I got to start all over again. And and this is part of learning. You can't get frustrated with this kind of thing. You're going to trip up. You're going to have things that are incomplete. You're going to have to stop in the middle of a certain book because you realize you weren't doing something maybe the best way. And that's all very personal. And you can decide what you can do with your time, with your money, and all of that. Um, but don't get frustrated with it. This is a learning process. The important thing is you have a disposition to learn and that you are trying to do your best. God sees that. He knows your heart. And so application. Remember, um, you might f- realize things about yourself as you meditate later during the day about the verse you were You have interpreted and you have applied to your life personally after understanding the context which the original author meant for the original audience. And you get answers to some of the words you didn't understand and some of the people and maybe some of the customs. All of those things together will create a picture with might, which might show or reveal something about yourself you don't quite like or you are uncomfortable around or maybe that you don't even agree with. Because you might think that there is something that there's nothing wrong with. And the Holy Spirit is revealing that, yes, there is. And there is a conflict there. And so, really, your disposition is the most important. Um, Are you willing to go with what you are learning and what the Holy Spirit is revealing about yourself? And taking the steps to try and change those things. Not on your own, but with His help. Uh, Or are you just going to be like, okay, I know a new thing, let's move on. Um, That is challenging, I admit. Um, And I have not always taken the time to do the application part of things because I feel tired. Um, Or I feel like I can't complete and close a subject. Um, So... I don't get that dopamine hit because, oh, I completed a task. Um, So I want to be real. I know that those things can happen, and I'm not trying to tell you that they always will. Uh, It's a learning curve, and it's not going to be pretty all the time, and that's okay. Um, Be patient with yourself as you're trying to adopt a new method of study. It's not going to be easy. You might... Even be like, oh, this is too much, and stop it for a while, and then come back to it. And this does not have to be an everyday thing, also. I want to say that. Bible study might be a thing that you reserve for once a week, and the other days you do just reading of Proverbs or something else, and you might have books on a certain subject you need to work on. That's perfectly fine. I, I don't really think that there should be a specific structure to all of this. We're all different Different things work for us. Uh, God is a very unique God with each and one of us. Um, So don't make it rigid for no reason. And don't put all these expectations on yourself. Work on your disposition and try to do your best to follow these in the OIA. Observe, interpret, and apply. That's all the time that we have for today. Um, This has been quite hefty material even though it seems kind of simple. I'm glad you were here for it. Uh, I think this is going to be really helpful for you because it's been really helpful for me. And even after a whole year of probably trying to do this OIA method, I still find myself not doing the order correctly and not using the tools right or relying more on commentaries than what i'm trying to read this is all normal don't put too much weight on yourself take it one step at a time try to implement these simply pick small books of the bible the easier kind don't start with an old testament law book because it's gonna be hard um and it may be not the best option start with something simple try to apply this try to use some of those tools that i mentioned and they're going to be in the description of the episode so that you can reference them um, and go get help there uh i i really hope that you guys take this to heart and try to do it i've learned so much and i am by no means at the point i want to be i don't study enough I, I want to do more, but my attention span is a little small. And so I'm trying to take it one day at a time and continue to learn and be better and share with you guys. So I hope that all of this was helpful and that, um, you know, the Lord is using this in your life for the better. Can't wait for next week. I hope you're here to spend some time with me. See you later.